Well, hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have a banging episode for you today. Topics that are going to top the talking charts, if you will. And man, we have an incredible panel to bring all these big topics to a head. I want to thank uh, the already, my God, 70 or 80 people already here, which is awesome. Um, and I want to encourage you to hit the like button. Uh, and uh, listen, you know, let, let, let's get this party started. And we'll start first with Boxenberger. Uh, first of all, congratulations on launching your show last week. Thank uh, the you. The world of gaming. Um, uh, you haven't, you, you know, t- uh, just real quick, throw it out there that you did change the time. Uh, There's the, 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 the yeah. a new, the new schedule because you want to give people a chance to check that out as well as let other content creators, you know, breathe and do their own thing. Uh, welcome, dude. How you feeling? Yeah. Thank you, Boom. Thank you, Boom. Yeah. As you mentioned it, um, I, I premiered my uh, own uh, live show last week, The World of Gaming, on Friday. I got approached by so many from the community that uh, we have a lot of shows in parallel. So I decided to go uh, to Thursdays. So um, starting this week, uh, two days from now, you'll be guesting there as well, I know. Um, Yes. Is uh, the World of Gaming premiering at 8 p.m. Central Europe. That's 2 uh, p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UK time. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But boom, I want to to congratulate you mr 10k that is so awesome that your channel finally hit it um amazing achievement and nobody deserves this more than you i'm really really happy for you come big congratulations i i i appreciate it yeah you know it's funny um even now like it it still feels a bit surreal because it's one of those goals that you know look i said this last night when you start a channel you're happy to get one sub right you get the first hundred and you're like, oh my God, I actually did it. And then you get your first thousand and you're and you're and YouTube sends you a nice little message. Hey, you're monetized. And you're like, I, I can't believe this is happening. And as I continue to grow the channel, uh, you know, you you are going to do things that are are gonna fail, right? Shows that you you put out there are just not gonna hit. And I have been extremely fortunate to have a, a, an incredible community. I mean, look, we already, we're only two minutes into the show and, and there's already 115 people here. That's, that's bonkers. Um, and uh, it, it is pretty uh, humbling to know that you can put out content that not only people like, but people also support by hitting the like button and subscribing and to have 10,000 people, you know, Mag said something pretty interesting last night. He said, just imagine a hockey stadium. You filled half of it. And when you put it into visual perspective like that, that's that's freaking crazy. Like, I, I, I honestly still can't believe it. But thank you very much for the congratulations. Mr. Joanna Dark, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Hey, what's up? How's up? How's everyone doing? Hey, we- 10K boom. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I appreciate it. I, I got to say, I, I, I tried to answer everyone because it was really a lot of people that was congratulating me and i hope i didn't miss anyone but there are two standouts folks and i have to say this live on on camera on public because i i was quite taken aback uh first of all uh the best beard in the business jason ronald took the time to congratulate me for the 10k that's that's again that's i i can't believe that 
Um, uh, and the 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 most shocking for me, because you never know who's listening to these shows, which is why I conduct myself in a very proper manner. I try to keep them PG thirteen. I'm not looking for sponsorships. I I, I could care less. I'm here for the people. I I don't care about people sponsoring. Hey, you can Gatorade, whatever. You don't want that Manscaped uh, that Xbox Two has? If (laughs) if they came knocking, I might consider it. But the truth of the matter is that part of this uh, of of the business of YouTube, I I don't. I honestly, I I don't. I don't care. But Sarah Bond, one of my favorite people at Xbox, commented on the 10K logo that uh, Ben Kenobi did for me. Now, if you don't know who Ben Kenobi is, he is an amazing artist. He's done, I mean, Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, Larry Herb, they've, they've all used his stuff. Uh, that's, again, it's, it's unbelievable. And big shout out. He, he also did the art for, for the world of gaming. Um, he, well, he's there you amazing. Go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just in line here. Yeah, you got Phil, you got Aaron, you got Boxenberg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you guys are all the best. Um, but yeah, she actually commented and she said, I like this. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Sarah yeah. Bond. She actually commented. Uh, but that is the the defining point and principle of why Xbox really resonates with this community. I mean, I know Nintendo, they do that through their games. I know Sony does have one or two like Shu, who was, I love Shu from PlayStation. He's always out there congratulating others. And he's, you know, he's talking with the people. I I, I do like that. Uh, but it, it, it it's the Xbox brass that gets out there and really interacts with the community. It's, it's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen in, in gaming and in business for that matter. But Joanna Dark, thank you for being here, brother. Welcome. And um, yeah, I want to say congratulations to Boxenberger. Awesome show and great guest in, in The Wandering Dutch. Um, and then my my other podcast on Saturday, Live in Split Screens with Steel Rain and Pong Soul. Great and, you know, show, I man. I that on in the back. My wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm talking about Pokemon. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I'm excited to talk some games today and just hang out with you guys. It's always a great time for t- uh, my Tuesday afternoons. And then after that, get back to work. Well, listen, thank you for being here. Bong, before we get to your intro, brother, I got to thank the first Super Chat of the day. comes to us from Kirby Louise. He says, Boom conducts himself in a proper manner, which is why I am no longer allowed on the panel. <laughs> yes, you are, brother. We got to get you back on here. Uh, we, we, we don't, we, we, we try to not use the cursing, but, you know, we, we try to keep it real. But yes, you, you are always welcome. Uh, wow, we have a new, a new channel member, Kingfish737. Hey, dude, thank you so much for being here. And of course, thank you for becoming a channel member. Pong Soul, split, living split screen. One of the best things on Saturday morning, um, you and, of course, Steel Rain just continue to just dominate the airways with incredible topics and uh, are challenging the Iron Lord podcast in regards to length of show because, man, <laughs> it's true. Always great. Always fun to listen to. I'm waiting for that at our episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nine that where they have to wear pa- pampers so they can just not use the bathroom. Well, if we ever run. get together with Kayasanti and Everborn, that might happen. <laughs> yeah, I love Ooh. it. <laughs> Um, uh, but uh, Pong, listen, it's great to have you yeah. back. We have a lot to get into. Uh, yeah. the, you know, this, this, this deal was announced literally one week for, from, uh, from today. And it has been, uh, we've all been reeling in it. Uh, it has been really, um, nothing short of the biggest gaming news in the history of the industry. And it still continues to dominate the conversation. And we have a lot to get to, but welcome. 
Thank you so much. Boom, of course. It's, it's Tuesday. Uh, real life stuff first. Shout out, brother Spooky Sprocket. Yes, I was talking to him on Twitter today. Yes, he awesome. is home. He is healing up. It's going to be a long road, but again, but he's awake, communities dude. love and awesome. support meant everything to the family, uh, to his fiance Trinity Warrior, and of course to him. He is just starting to read through uh, all of <laughs> the love and support that people were giving him. So shout out to brother Spooky Sprocket. Uh, he might be listening to this at some point. So shout out to you, brother. All love. Glad you're home. That's amazing. So it is a blessed day on top of a course. Congratulations again, Mr. Boomstick. Thank uh, you, sir. You know, 10K, that's huge, brother. You deserved it a long time ago. I'm just glad we got <laughs> you there. You. Uh, that That is a testament to what you do in this community, and uh, you are on the road to 100K for sure. So let's get him there. Everybody keeps spreading the word. Uh, but, yeah, what an awesome Tuesday. Dust is kind of settling, um, you know, over this deal. Uh Man, look, we got Respawn coming out and announcing three new Star Wars not games. Not one. Not, not two. Not two. Three. Three. I mean, including a strategy game created by X XCOM devs. How awesome is that? So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, Boom. Game industry never stops, man. Let's get no. down to it. And it's and I mean, listen, by all rights, we, we still have a week left of the year. I mean, this is... <laughs> just think about look you know this is an xbox show so of course we're going to go we're going to go hard on xbox pause let me just throw a pause in there but um shout out to king yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> uh but the thing is this if you look at how the year started for team xbox right subtle these are the games in january and we're all taken aback we're like wow talk about a way to start off the year right and then you get the Rainbow Six um, extraction news, and in the same in, in the same news blurb, well, Ubisoft Plus coming to Xbox. It's a big deal, and we're like, man, that that's that's a that's a pretty strong, uh, you know, uh, you know, month of January to start 2021. And then we start hearing some rumblings. Up, oh, Sony's going to have a big show on in February. And, uh, you know, everyone is going to be shocked by what we're going to show. That's the, that's the rumor anyway. And then out of completely left field, on a manic Tuesday, I, like I said, I talked about it. I, I almost collapsed in the doorway. I was just doing the wash, bringing up the stuff to fold. And Kay Asante is like, dude, did you see the news? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What news? And, like, what, what can I say? I did seven shows in six days, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I ran the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back here t- this week to, you know, last night's primetime gaming, which was very good. It was very pointy, uh, it, you know, finger pointy because, you know, some people said some things that were, you know, wrong. And and, and they really uh, tried to make it as a matter of fact and that that's not how you're supposed to conduct yourself when you have an audience. You're supposed to be better and you're supposed to have uh, that you're supposed to take that responsibility with seriousness, which is why if I get it wrong on this channel, I'm the first one to say I got it wrong and I and I make that correct. Um, but it was a great show, two, almost two and a half hours. And here we are back to talk about some big news. Um, and uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, um, we, we have some really great topics. You, you saw the thumbnail, right? The thumbnail is uh, loaded with studios. And, and why I think the conversation is not only important, but extremely relevant to today's um, 
outlook for Xbox and Microsoft is post E3 is such a, to, to present is such a triumph for Phil Spencer's career that it must it, it cannot be understated. They had four studios at one time, four, and now they have thirty-eight plus studios. It's bonkers. Um, but I, I, the question I want to pose to the chat, the question I want to pose to the panel, and I'll start first with Pong on this. Pong, when you when this deal is done, we have all been you know fact checked that Microsoft is still only going to be number three in the overall big picture uh, when it comes to uh, gaming companies. And I think they're okay with that because that that uh, really does put the stake in the sand that there's nothing that's going to hold up this deal because there, there's no monopoly. That, that, that ridiculous uh, 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 notion that they are this, this one deal is going to lock everything up and, and they're going to sweep Ninten Nintendo and PlayStation under the rug, it's just a ridiculous conversation. But I want to reel it back in, and I want to keep. I want. I want to keep it some. I want to keep it tight niched. When you consider the amount of games that are currently in development, and we and, and take a step back for a second, folks. You have Perfect Dark. You have Avowed. You have a new Fable. You have a. You have a brand new Forza Motorsport with a new engine. You have. You have uh, Hellblade Two. You have Compulsion's game. I mean, there is so many games coming out in the next two years that we're not going to have enough thumbs to play them. But, Pong, when you break it down and you see these studios that range from Infinity Ward to Treyarch to High Moon Studios, it is crazy to think that once Microsoft takes over, they're going to go to each one of these studios that were stuck in a rut for the last five plus years and say, okay, development teams, what do you want to make? And those IPs on the back end are just are legendary. What, what, what are your thoughts on 38 plus teams at Xbox Game Studios? Well, it changes the landscape, right? Boom. I we, We've talked about this now for the past week um in regards to what this means this is long-term play right this is you go back to last year when we started talking about what xbox microsoft was planning on doing going forward and what what their game plan was and we spent a lot of time we always spend a lot of time in speculation town boom and you can go back and listen to sunny and 70 baby and in my case, I like and rainbows. no I, I like the snow so it's 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 a nice 30 with with blizzard like conditions cuz i like that, the snow that's only on your property okay <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, look you go back and listen to all the panels that we had boom and you can go listen to a lot of the shows in this community at that time this is the long term play this was and me specifically what i spoke on about that was that microsoft and xbox was looking at the future of the gaming industry as a whole, where it was going. We all said consolidation was on its way, that it was coming. We all knew this was going to happen. But with that comes the fact that you got to eat while the eating's good, right? And if you don't, you're going to be left with scraps. And that's what a lot of companies are going to be looking at. And that's what a lot, I'm sure, of what Grub was talking about was happening this week 
after the announcement this past week, after the announcement of the acquisition, was a lot of companies going, what are we going to do here? Because if we don't get in this now, what's it going to look like down the road? The industry is not going to wind up in the hands of one, two, three big people like a lot of people are trying to fear monger and, and doom and gloom. Okay, that's never going to happen. This industry is too huge. But there is going to be consolidation. It's a, it's a part of any industry that gets to a certain point especially with the bigger IP out there that can't sustain themselves if you don't have the resources to do so. And if you just kept slamming that IP into the ground over and over again, like Activision did, right, with Call of Duty, at some point, that's going to collapse upon you, right? So, So Xbox, Microsoft, look at the future and said, look, we've got to insulate ourselves. I, I use that word many times on this show. They have to insulate themselves because Tencent, Amazon, Google, possibly Apple, there's rumors that they're, <laughs> they might be making a console, whether it's success or not. Mm-hmm. You've got these big players sitting out there that are going to start eating up IP, start eating up devs. We know how hard it is to get talent in this industry. So Microsoft and Xbox have insulated themselves for the future no matter what anybody else does from this yes. point going forward and i'm not saying microsoft and xbox are done because i still think that there's uh-huh, some no we're going we, we, we're going to get into that a little right. bit because i listen you know king david i had a conversation and i talked to king a couple times a week that's like he's an extension of our family um and he was saying that he says you know boom you you got you got to look at the really big picture the really really big picture mm-hmm. especially for 2022 this deal was announced. Yes, that is that is an absolute fact. That money, though, is not being spent until next year, at least mi- minimum January uh, latest, right? June 2023. Yeah. Microsoft still wants more studios, specifically ones that are working with them currently. Yeah. Crystal Dynamics, IO Interactive, Avalanche Studios. You right. can throw in a Sobo in there. These studios could very well also be joining the already 38. And again, I, I'm not I'm not one of these guys. Oh, well, who's next after I just ate no. this big, you know, no. chicken dinner? I know I, that's that's not the reality. The reality is this deal is 12 to 18 months away yeah. and they still need to build uh, games for their service. And because they are ahead of the curve before be, be, out of everyone. I'm not talking about just Nintendo and 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 Sony. Microsoft is so ahead of the curve on Amazon and Google yep. and Tencent and Apple that the only way that they can, can the way that Microsoft boxes out these bigs is yep. makes Game Pass so big that any one of these people are going to be like, "You know what, man?" That's going to be billions of dollars of a risk. I, I don't think we we we, we want to do that. And they need. That's why this deal, for, in the long term, is inc- incredibly important because you need to continue to build subscribers, build yeah. confidence in the service, and more importantly, add games to bring the value to an unbelievable and unmatchable level. And I think right now it's that. Imagine we're going to get all the next Call of Duties and potentially um, Diablo 4 and uh, and um, the, the hero shooter. Uh, it's, it's Overwatch 2. It, it's, it really is bonkers to think about. 
Well, yeah, and and again, it really is boom, but that's because they're being farsighted, right? That's yes. because they're not looking at just now, right? They're looking down the road, and that's they're because... looking 10 years Pass, into the future, brother. Right, because Game Pass is that vehicle, and because they started early, just like yes. Netflix, they get to dictate, kind of, where the future goes, and they insulate themselves from the future, because no matter what, they don't have to, if this deal goes through, and again, it's not a done deal, this is going to be scrutinized, but if this deal goes through, and let's say they make a few of those other purchases we're talking about. And and look, they're going to be quiet, okay? They're going to be extremely qu- quiet while this is under review. They're not going to make any Yeah, no, you're not going to see any, any big moves. Uh, it, 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 I, right. I, I'm, I'm even questioning myself as to do they make these moves no. now or do they do these, these, these extra studio yeah. moves after next year? And they'll do it after this deal closes, and they don't have to yeah, because all so of those too. are private studios, right? They don't have – the deals could be done. The ink right. could be drying right now. They don't have to say anything, mm-hmm. and they're not going uh, Well, to they be- do. Uh, well, they do. They are a public-traded company. They can't stay quiet about that. They- That's why they have to speak up before the ink dries, and I don't think um, any, more, any acquisitions at all will happen. I think, though, um, there right. could be handshake I'm, deals. There's deals in the background is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Okay. So, you of know what I'm saying? Settlement agreements, um, right. Right. stuff like That's that. A great, um, great, but- great breakdown. A gentleman's agreement. Phil yeah. sits down with the head of Crystal <laughs> or, 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 or <laughs> Sobo or whatever. <laughs> Uh, Crytek, yeah, yeah Crytek, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just think uh, I just think it's more. I just want uh, sorry for interrupting you, but uh, I just wanted to add here one uh, quick thing. Um, you you mentioned that, um, and I think a lot of uh, regulators are now really looking at Microsoft as a whole. I don't think even in other parts of the company, major acquisitions will happen because they right. are now under review over the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, until this this deal goes officially through, and I don't think we should expect any studio acquisitions whatsoever. Um, in, in during that time. No, you're absolutely correct, Boxenberger. Actually, Microsoft over these past years has kind of placed themselves outside of the current reviewing, uh, or I should say the 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 actual when people are looking at big tech, Microsoft is actually on the outside. They're looking at Facebook, they're looking at Apple, they're looking at these other tech companies. And for once, Microsoft is kind of outside. But like you yeah. said, with a deal like this. That brings back all that scrutiny that they once had, right? Yeah. And it's on. And I, I want to add here, not just in the U.S., because I see, of course, all the U.S. EU. content creators uh, talk yeah. about um, uh, the U.S. The European Union is actually quite restrictive as of late when it comes to these big U.S. tech firms. Obviously, they have to. Yeah. Be- protect the European market to some degree. And um, that will be definitely interesting because um, Activision Blizzard is a global company. They have studios all over the world, a lot of them in Europe. So it affects a big part of Europe as well. Um, And uh, we will shall see. But that's uh, I I still don't think that uh, that there will be any issues. The deal will go through eventually. But I would expect microsoft to play the nice guy for the of next course. Oh, yeah, well absolutely. i mean look, look look at what phil said right like everyone was was breaking his balls over the fact that he said no nah, no nah, listen i had a great conversation with uh, the leaders of playstation i i i i, I uh expressed that we in fact will uh keep all contracts that we will honor them and we we uh, and the desire to keep call of duty on playstation i right. mean you, you can't, for, for, again, there. One of the things I think 
really does cement the deal for them is the fact that this particular company is what well, was and is still in turmoil, Pong. And Microsoft is going to come in. They are going to make these changes. Yeah. They are going to be looked upon as the as the hero of this story simply because, well, th- this company needed saving. Not the company, the people. The actual right. people that make these games that a lot of times that we forget. Like we think, oh, these games just popped out. Oh, my God, great AAA game. No, actually people, folks, make these games and they work real hard to do it. And I yep. think that what Microsoft's culture, which is really... It, it, if you look at anything Microsoft does, their their ideology of inclusion is front facing, which is again, I'll say this, I've said it a thousand times. I love Microsoft for that. I love the fact that everyone is important, regardless of all of the things that separate us as as people, race, creed, color, sexuality, or you know, uh, you know, whatever, it, it, religion. It's, it's there's always something that people want to bring to the forefront that separates us, which I don't like. And it's one of the things that Microsoft does that I do. None of that, I was going to curse, none of that stuff matters. (laughs) But please continue, Pong. Yeah, no, I mean, so as Microsoft and Xbox look towards this future, right? They can't, they don't want to be in that rat race anymore. They want to bring They want to be the leaders. They want to be the leaders. They want to be outside of that old rat race. They don't want to have to, sit here and and compete with with Sony throwing around money for exclusivity and all that kind of stuff and they don't want to have to worry about Tencent coming in and all of a sudden they've got a deal with, or they're trying to work a deal with, with with a certain dev to make a third party game and all of a sudden Tencent comes in and buys them up and the deal's off they don't want to have to worry about so what they're really doing is creating their own kingdom here yes. that no matter what happens down the road in the future they have all the content they need for Game Pass, for their subscription service, right? And if anything goes awry with any kind of third-party, second-party deal, if any funny business happens, whatever the case may be, they can sit back and go, no problem. We're okay. We got plenty. Don't worry about it. We'll move on to the next thing. That's what they're doing for themselves because they want to make sure that at any point down the road, whatever happens in this industry, they themselves will still be out in front they themselves will still be producing so much content from their first party studios that nothing can touch them. Nothing will affect their models, right? That they, they, they can push forward through any type of problems. And I think that that's really where they position themselves with this acquisition. Again, if it goes through, which we all think that it will, but it, once this acquisition goes through, they really are in control of their own destiny. They don't have to rely, rely on anybody else to make sure that Game Pass is a success down the road as they go towards that two to three billion uh, people market. And that's why Activision, as I've said, was just a diamond find for them. It was an opportunity acquisition because it Dude, covers. Dude, that King acquisition it, for mobile. Yep, it, covers mobile it covers pc and it covers xbox consoles and game pass and x cloud it's got it all you know what's a shame i have to i have to to to, sorry to jump in here again Uh, (laughs) sorry but pong you bring up so many great points uh that i i want to comment directly on them (laughs) (laughs) and not 15 minutes later see uh, what i said uh in one of my videos about this is if you think about this short term, and I'm with short term, I'm talking about the next three, four years. Yeah. We are not getting that many games in Game Pass. Um, it's the yearly Call of Duty, 
we get once in a decade a Diablo game and once in a decade an Overwatch game. And that's about it, what, what comes in, in short term into Game Pass. And when a company like Microsoft spends $70 billion, they have in mind, they have a, they have a plan in mind how they can make $100 billion back. And um, the thing about this entire acquisition is if you want to make that money and if you want to reach 3 billion gamers and if you want to uh, make that Netflix in gaming um, this this. Um, this, this market leader, the first to the market um, subscription service, then you have to grow your possible business. And that's what this acquisition is about. This acquisition yeah. is that they can grow PC because they get the biggest of the biggest IPs on PC with World of Warcraft, Starcraft, etc. And it is to extend their portfolio into the mobile space. And with King, they get one of the most popular mobile developers out there. They already got a couple of mobile devs with the Bethesda acquisition like yes. um, AlphaDog. But uh, King is on a different level. And this is exactly how you can grow your market. You grow in the mobile um, section with casual games like Candy Crush. And then you offer Game Pass. Yeah, you offer in-game in uh, items for Candy Crush through Game Pass and then you have the cloud and this is how you extend your business because then you can grow in those mobile first regions. I'm talking about South Korea, Japan, yes. and China. And that is that is what, what this deal was about. It is not about getting us Call of Duty immediately in Game Pass. Well, we get that anyways with this deal, but it's not that we get like 10 games each year from the Activision Blizzard Studios. We are not. Even if they green light all these IPs that we want to see resurrected, um, the day the ink dries, that takes at least four or five years till those games out. So we're talking about I don't know. Let's. I, I take now a, a pitfall game, for instance. Yeah, they green light that January twenty three. We won't see that before twenty seven or twenty eight. So it's really not about the immediate growth of of Game Pass itself, but to be able to deliver experiences in markets that they haven't reached uh, uh, so far. And, and that's actually what this deal is about. So sorry, Pong, for interrupting here. Oh, this is a big topic. Yeah. It, it's, it's got so many different layers, and like you just brought up. Uh, box again this is this is about the future because nothing's going to be yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get the initial drop into game pass it'll be fantastic but this is long long term like you said all these great ip that we're going to talk about here as well yeah. you know that they've got coming it's that's end of the generation stuff at at best right and, yeah. and that's going to be what we can expect this is not an instantaneous kind of wow you know the shackles are off. Everybody, get <laughs> exactly. a game out. Twenty twenty five. Let's go. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not how this yeah. is going to be, right? No, it's not. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. E right. Each one of these experiences, depending on the size, uh, is probably going to be a thirty six month, uh, you know, possibility to make a game from conception, or 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 you know, pre production to release. Right? At least three years. Yeah. Uh, but what, what, what the, the difference with Microsoft and what they have in their favor is as they continue to add studios, what they continue to do is give the studios the most important thing you can't buy with the a big, a largest amount of money that you have. And that is time. Time must be allotted to these teams. And you know something? I think that with the breath of fresh air, 
that's going to come into these studios under the leadership of Phil Spencer and everyone there at Redmond. They are going to be so excited and passionate that they're going to be working through the, they're going to be burning the midnight oil to deliver a game that they have been wanting to deliver, but couldn't under Bobby Kay and the rest of the, the, the people that will no longer be a part of Activision once Microsoft takes over. Listen, I want to bring Box in for a second, but I definitely got to catch up with some of the Super Chats. Uh, and we also have another channel member, Drawn TJ, good friend of the show. Drawn, what's up, brother? He drops a $5 Super Chat and says, hi, guys. Great generation for gaming. Congratulations, boom, on 10K. You deserve it, bro. You are a pillar of the community. Well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. I do appreciate the generosity, but more so the commentary. Uh, let's see. We have a channel member, Coachman2236, has become a new channel member. Thank you very much for that. That is extremely kind of you. Uh, and obviously, if you're new to the new to the channel, everything that we do uh, regarding you know super chats and channel membership, we back end that with giveaways. Last year we did a lot. I mean, we did I think four huge ones. The biggest one came for Christmas. Mrs. Boom and I. Uh, we dug deep uh, and we dropped a thousand dollars worth of giveaways and it was our pleasure to do it because you guys and gals do so much for the channel. It's literally the least that we can do. And that is going to continue this year as well. We also have, let's see, we got a few super chats. Let me just, man, this chat is really, really flying. Hold on. Let me see if I can catch up. Okay. Um, I think. A-R-L-E-I-G-H. Uh, Arlie? I think it's Arlie TSL drops a very generous $10 super chat and says this. I think King is the secret weapon that, that's not really being talked about when it comes to this acquisition. Will Microsoft's next major purchase be another mobile game publisher? That's very interesting, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I have a very strong suspicion, and this is my opinion. This is not – I didn't get this from Jeff Grubb. I didn't get it from any of my you know, personal sources. I think that after this deal is done, you're going to see Xbox Game Pass for mobile announced as another – Because I, and how I think it's going to happen, this is how I think it's going to go down. I think they're going to have three tiers. Your $5 tier for mobile, your $10 tier for console only, your $15 tier for uh, console and PC. And I don't think that price increases because at that point, you're talking about potentially like Disney Plus level membership. And we have to really take into account that. And, I, and I've said this 100 times, Pong, you've said it 100 times. People do not understand that the casual market dwarfs the, the a hardcore by leaps and bounds. Boom, boom. One one fact to your point. Candy Crush to this day. Yes. 273 million people log into Candy Crush at least at least once per month. 273 million. Oh, there you go. People. That Man, is I... the stake. That, that is the stake. That is the stake in the in the sand, so to speak. Yep. Uh, That's exactly the the what you need when you want to grow your business. You yes, have to 100%. have a foothold uh, to these customers, and then potentially bring them over with stuff like XCloud. They can yes. then play more mature games via XCloud. This combination is is the killer app. Yeah, I mean, if, if if there is a well, there's already a Game Pass Ultimate, right? We we know what you get with that, but just imagine that at some point, 
I mean, and, and I would imagine with most services, th- there could be a bump in price, right? Let's say, for instance, Game Pass Ultimate at some point, not now, goes up to $20 a month, right? But in, in that $20 a month that you get, you get Xbox uh, Live, you, 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 you get uh, X, uh, Game Pass for PC, Game Pass for console, and on the, on the smaller scale, you start getting stuff for like, uh, you know, all the little downloads and bonuses for Candy Crush and other stuff like that. And you're like, man, this $20 is really going far. I can't believe how much stuff I'm getting for it. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, we, we, if, if you compare the services, there's just no comparisons. I, I know that you can say, well, you know, the, the Netflix. Netflix just gives you a lot of content to download. Microsoft gives you games gives you the service to play on gives you all these old dlc included it it's it, it's 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 not, it's not a one-to-one comparison not even close but dirt gr- uh um uh, drops yeah, outstanding dirt. dirt what's up brother long time no see i'm hope i hope you're doing well he drops a five dollar super chat and says what's up fellas congrats on the 10k boom thank you sir i appreciate that he says it's such a great time to for uh, to be team team xbox indeed it is and a sean jackson what's up sean how you doing there brother he drops an outstanding ten dollar super chat and says boom in all streaming in all streaming future microsoft wants all game services consolidated as channels in game pass like Prime Video with Paramount Plus, HBO Max, etc., EA, Ubisoft, Sony, all in Game Pass, not other way around. Azure, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. We're gonna get to. The, I'm, I'm gonna see if we can get to that topic because after this deal, the question that I have is: Does Phil Spencer now want Game Pass and on Sony's platform? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think he does. I don't think they need it. I think they want to take all of Sony. Again, no one's trading in their PlayStation 5 for an Xbox. I mean, is that going to happen? Probably. Is it going to be in abundance? I I don't know. But there is Microsoft wants you here. They don't want you over there playing. They want you here because here's where you spend money. And we and and he's he's broken that down on numerous interviews. But um, let's continue with the. Uh, Brett Bingham drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Still would like to see studios like Crytek and uh, C C uh, GSC yeah. Game World. That's a good one, dude. Crystal Dynamics, Rocksteady, and NetherRealm Studios to build up AAA. The NetherRealm one for me is the Golden Goose. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it to me, it's the Golden Goose. We we shall see. I, I, I you never know. I mean, it's it is definitely a possibility. We again, we did hear that Rocksteady." Um, a TT Games and NetherRealm were uh, not a part of that discovery deal. They they were looking to sell them privately, and I think that if uh, Microsoft picked up those studios, it would just be bonkers for sure. But uh, okay, so Drawn TJ, wow, he just an additional ten dollars super chat and says, "Do you think Ubisoft puts Ubisoft Plus into Game Pass next year or sooner?" Plus, don't forget we can finally get a version of Twisted Metal in Vigilante 8. Yeah, they need to bring Vigilante 8 back. Twisted Metal is being redone uh, right now. I'd love to see uh, Vigilante 8. That game was dope. I mean, mean, I'm a big fan of Twisted Metal, but I loved Vigilante 8. But Boxenberger... Let's get to you now. I mean, you, 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 you obviously said your spiel before, but we got to get your your specific <laughs> breakdown. 
when you look at 38 Studios for Xbox, uh, it is really uh, has opened up the possibility of getting, you know, we're, most gamers are usually happy with like the two big bangers per year. And like for Sony, for instance, if they're able to get out both Horizon and God of War on bookend the year, that's a big year for Sony. That's a big, big year because those are big And Gran Turismo. Titles. They and got Grand three Turismo big titles. In yep. the middle. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's going to be good for Sony. But at this rate, with the studio acquisitions just completely flying fast and furious, Microsoft has positioned themselves to have a, un a, a limitless or a broken faucet just pouring out of, um, of IP and content. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that's uh, when you think about what is now in the Xbox roster. <laughs> um, this is is really bonkers. You say thirty eight studios. In reality, it's a lot more because it's more than that. There's a there's a, um, there's a few of them. Like Vi Vicarious Visions is not yeah. listed there. They they did they have, them wrong. They have they, a, a tons of um, dozens of no, tons dozens of um, support, support studios, studios yeah. that we simply don't know. Um, that's uh, that's really the thing. Um, so in in reality, it's a lot more. And uh, we know that most of them are working on Call of Duty these days. Um, but we hear more and more that. Creative freedom is going to be valued. Xbox wants to resurrect uh, some of the classic IPs, and that frees up so much capacity that not only the new studios in the Activision Blizzard department can benefit from, but especially if we think about all these support studios. Yeah, they have thousands of playtesters, for instance, over there because they have to have them in order to get the, all the Call of Duties out each and every year. But if you would make, for instance, Call of Duty a biannual uh, franchise... Every three years, brother. Not even every two. I, I think they should go back to every three because you'd make the game great again. Honestly. I love that. I, I love that. I'm 100% with you there. But let's just say for the sake of argument, it's, it's a biannual franchise. Um, you still would free up thousands of um, of, of developers uh, that cannot just either create the main studios create their own new game IPs whatever, but also help out with all the other uh, twenty three studios that they had prior to the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Yeah, um, Bethesda can participate in just hey we need we need a couple of hundred playtesters in order to get Doom polished up and or Wolfenstein and and the Starfield and we need. Um, a or, or Halo uh, 343 says, hey, we need a couple of playtesters over here. J just as an example, I used the playtesters as an example, but same goes, of course, for audio designers or for, um, I don't know, uh, artists that create uh, assets like textures or whatnot, character designers and so on. There's so much that they can now share and participate all across these studios. This is this is what what blows my mind when you think about all the technology within um the xbox um, um ecosystem now it's not just about games and ips it's also about technologies think about all the engines that they have now yeah i mean yeah the call of duty engine is is originally derived from uh from it tech it was a, a a, a derivation of uh, it take three actually but of course they have iterated so many times now but can you can you imagine the next call of duty running in it tech stuff like that is is 
bananas. Uh, it's really bananas, and it opens up so man many opportunities and the sheer value because you have you have said that before um, about the three possible three tier system. I also don't think that the price increase uh, is going to happen, and uh, so the value that you get in Game Pass is absolutely insane. And um, I don't think about the price hike. By the way, I don't think that is going to happen before. Uh, their competitors have positioned themselves in the market. Um, so, yeah, we won't see that for a while. And, yeah, it's it, the possibilities are endless. And I really, really hope that um, the biggest challenge that Microsoft is facing is, is going to be a success and that is actually implementing them. Microsoft gains now 10,000 new employees. That's double what they had prior to that. Yes, they had yeah, about 2,500 uh original xbox studio employees then they got another two and a half thousand from the bethesda acquisition and now they have ten thousand new employees and to implement them into their business units into their culture into everything is is a mammoth task itself but considering all the problems that a lot of these activision studios are facing right now um, this is really going to be a big challenge, and I hope that this is, is a success because I think this is the biggest task that no one talks about, actually implementing them into their business units. What do you do with all the overhead departments like HR, finance, controlling, etc.? You have so many people there, and this is going to be a real big challenge. I hope this succeed, uh, is going to be a success, uh, but if... If from what we have seen so far, how Phil Spencer and his team is handling and managing studios and acquisitions, I have no doubt that this will be a success, and um, it's going to bring a lot uh, uh, to 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 Xbox and uh, especially for all these devs that are now under complete new management, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Uh, Mr. Joanna Dark, brother, let let's get your 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 hot take on the thirty eight studios currently. And again, we you know I, we can all suggest that they're going to get more. And honestly, I believe that they are. But but the truth of the matter is, I I, I really I want to stay laser focused on what is here now and what is coming in this deal because Box and Berger made a great point. Um, they have. Uh, 10,000 employees joining Microsoft, Xbox for, for more specifically. That that's a that's a monster undertaking. Uh but I think that Microsoft is a a company that understands how to manage their employees and and this isn't just your hey they're coming over from working at the Rainbow Factory. They're coming over from being in hell for the last uh, for, for what seems like almost a decade under Bobby K. Uh and um you know we've even seen some of the strikes that were happening cooled off because Microsoft has stepped in and is potentially, again, anything can happen, but with Microsoft's past and specifically Phil Spencer on how he's, he's looked upon by everyone in the industry. I'm not, this is just not a boom comment. Ask anybody uh, that, that has, I, I mean, I have a, a what a, a speck of, of, of connection to the industry Ask anybody that really that has met Phil or worked with Phil or or talked with Phil that what you see is what you get with him. Is he is he is he a, uh, a you know is he a, a tough guy behind the scenes? Probably, but you know he has to be because he's the leader of the of Xbox. Um, where do you fall on the potential output of Microsoft uh, first party when you see? 
these 38 studios now attached to the brand? So, boom, I, I desire to answer that question first thing. I like that. I like <laughs> but that. But I love it. <laughs> so, first first thing on what you said about Phil, and I want to say everyone, you know, um, I met Phil at the Microsoft store, and I provided him the Game Pass belt that my friend Albert made. Um, and then I saw him again at the Game Awards, and I kind of told him, he kind of remembered who I was, and, he, and I told him, I don't expect someone to remember who I am. I'm just out of so many different employees. And Phil said something to me that kind of stuck to me and said, hey, don't ever think that way. Every single employee, every person I meet is important, regardless of who you are. That's, um, that's saying something, brother. Thanks for sharing that story, because that just cements what I'm talking about. Second, yeah. one of the things that I loved and I've been that I've realized that I miss uh, going back to old titles. I was just playing Deadpool yesterday from Moonrise Studios. Is that great game? dude? I, Freaking I, awesome. I miss the era of experimentation where games didn't have to be a certain Metacritic or a certain thing. They were just video games. And what we saw was within the limitations of technology and other things, developers taking chances. Unfortunately, you know, as games grew and we all talked about it, they became more expensive to make. So when you look at also Activision, um, they were making Call of Duty. And if you look at what's happening on certain platforms is you double down on what's working because of the fact that you have to make things that make you money. So the kind of the opportunity to kind of experiment and have a failure, you know, can be devastating. We all remember um, that one game. Was it Udraw that almost bankrupt Ubisoft? I think it was. Yes, um, dude, that was a bad one. And, you know, what, what I think with these studios is that we're going to get not only are we going to get some AAA games, but we're going to get those returning games, those you know AA kind of in-between games that are kind of niche and kind of cult classics. And I just love the fact that um, with Game Pass, you're allowing creativity because now you have, you're under a studio like Microsoft, uh, a company like Microsoft, excuse me, um, and you're able to make what you want. And not everything can be a hit, but look at, look at Bleeding Edge, right? It, it was a, it had great mechanics and people still love it. It didn't work out, unfortunately, because, you know, there were so many other things out there for your time. Um, but it was a great way to, you know, kind of let Ninja Theory do something that they wanted to uh, that they had in the back burner. And what I'm you know, you know, now that they were talking about, uh, you know, Boxenberger was talking about Vicarious Visions. Did you know that they ported Doom 3 um, to the X to the original Xbox and they also uh, ported Jet Set Radio to the 3DS. I mean, yeah. to the Game Boy, oh, excuse me. Really? That studio yes. did that. So what I'm uh, going to go with this is we're talking about Microsoft is not thinking just the box. That's been the industry since the Sega days, Nintendo days, the box. They're thinking about how can they make gaming accessible to everyone and provide it on all platforms, regardless of where you're at to access. And that's, and that's wonderful. That's something that I've always wanted, right? But let's just say they want to go into the mobile space and maybe they want to make a dedicated handheld, right? They have a studio oh like Vicarious Vision. I so want that, dude. They ported Diablo. <laughs> I want my Diablo. little Xbox, bro. I want my little Xbox, damn it. <laughs> they ported uh, Diablo Resurrected and Tony Hawk to the Switch. So with a, with a team like that to being able to scale their games yeah. is another plus on them. And in addition, it just shows, like we were saying, right? It's about playing chess and being ahead of time. You can buy studios because maybe you're lacking in some type of infrastructure. But Microsoft has not only purchased studios that can provide additional things like engine, game engines and publishing mobile. They've also gotten IPs that help them build up 
what they didn't have because we all know in the 360 era, it was Halo, Gears, Forza, and Fable, right? And many of the things they were doing were second-party deals that came over that helped them kind of, you know, garner that generation. So in, in a sense, from the Xbox One to the now current generation, we're finally seeing what we saw with PlayStation did at the end of the PlayStation 3 era where they started building those iconic IPs and kind of showing. Um, and I just think with these studios, there's so much potential to bring back. Uh, Jeff Grupp posted today a game that I didn't even know Activision published, which was Apocalypse with Bruce Willis. Um, I love that didn't, Dude, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> and to say that, you know, being purchased and, and, and doing all this, hurts creativity it does not because if we can see sometimes when they purchase a lot of these you know uh small studios they get put into these games that are like gotcha games or like little things that are there uh versus what we really want we're we I, listen one of the things we're going to do after you're done and i'm going to let you continue yeah. because you're dropping yeah. some unbelievable points and i don't want to interrupt you i, I i'm going to be I, I have to talk about the washington post interview because it's what phil said that just it it feels like Christmas morning reading what Phil had said, but we'll get to that in a second. Please continue. And the thing is that not everywhere in the world do people sit in front of a TV. Correct. The way we consume and the way we we're consume a lot different. Media, the U.S. is much much different. Um, if, if if you were to uh, replace us with like the Asian market, they're all in their handhelds, brother. They're all in their tablets, yeah. their phones. This is and, and Microsoft is rolling into. This world, dude, this is, they are going to be so unstoppable. It's bonkers. And my thing is, what I was saying is I want to see Call of Duty come back to what I loved about Call of Duty. Oh, yes. Give me give me a campaign for people like myself and many others mm-hmm. that love I'm one a of good them. campaign. And then give them an experience along with that campaign when it comes to a multiplayer experience that's separate from what uh, Warzone is. Maybe something that you can experiment with that you can be something different. And I just like the fact that with all these studios, you're not also crunching to have people, again, like the Coalition who are magicians with Gears yeah, um, or Turn 10. But you're allowing projects to go um, and people actually reach that potential and not have to be like, oh, well, I have to release this because to my stakeholders, I have to you know, make money. Um, and it's just changing the landscape. You know, Video games are changing. The way the industry is changing. And that's not a bad thing. Phil has said it before. This is just another model that we're experimenting, and it's not the definitive model. And everyone's going to continue. And I think one point that he made that I want to make as well is that this is not something that is new. It's similar to when I look at iTunes and I look at Apple, right? They didn't invent the touchscreen phone or the smartphone. They were, you know, they were the Palm Pilots. They took an idea and they said, how can we try to make it better at the time and continue to iterate? And I look at it the same way as, you know, Sony started streaming with their, you know, with their PS Now. And then looking at this is how do you make that idea into something that's better and maybe a model that can exist to allow people to enjoy games so we can also find another revenue stream to actually fund the games that we want, right? Single players. Look at Bethesda games. When you look at Bethesda and Activision, they made games to try to monetize, to change to the times, to fund the games that we wanted, like the Dishonored, the Death Loops, and that didn't work for them. But now when you have the backing of, of a company like Microsoft, now you can go back to focusing on exactly what they will be said, that they wanted to make those single players experiences. But that's all I got. No, I mean, great, great points. I mean, listen, what, 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 everyone, I mean, talk about a way to open up the show. I mean, we're, we're, we're an hour in and we just, I, I think this is just such a, 
an incredible conversation that we're having, kind of really looking at the big picture. And one of the things I'll say on closing of this topic, the, the whole focus on just Call of Duty you're, you're missing the big picture. You're missing the point. Call of Duty, yes. Is it the big, is it the elephant in the room? Sure. But what, what, when we're going to break down uh, this, this Washington Post article, uh, and it was written by Gene Park, uh, where he interviewed Phil Spencer. Um, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read a, a, an excerpt from it. But before I get to that, I do got to catch up with some of the Super Chats. been quite a few of them. Brett Bingham, once again, with an outstanding $10 Super Chat. And says, would Microsoft be interested in competing with the other tech giants in mainstream media streaming too? Uh, TWD, WB would give them DC to uh, 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 less scrutiny since the other giants are, are already there, complete package. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, after this deal, after this announcement, is, is really anything off the table? I mean, that's the question. I don't think they make. I think everyone was on point, and and I think even Microsoft would, if they was, if they were here, be like, yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get this deal done because it's big, and then after 2023, when this deal is done, whether that's in January or any, because remember, it, it's 12 to 18 months, and the latest it could be done without any real hiccups would be June of 2023 which is this uh which is the end of the fiscal year for microsoft um but i don't think it takes that long i think this happens maybe in february or march of next year very similar to what we saw happen uh last year with the bethesda deal right uh so that that that's my take on it i i man i don't know if they could get any bigger if, I, I, to be honest with you i would be a little concerned if they if they got into like movies and film and stuff like that i i, I personally don't know uh, Lady Cyan saying uh, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. And what she says is what's really cool. Thank you for the awesome cast boom. Mr. Joanna Dark brings great historical insight on gaming. Appreciate his point of view. Yes, we certainly do. Um, I agree one hundred percent. Absolutely. Boom. boom. Yes, sir. You, you don't. You don't want the Banjo Kazooie movie voiced by Chris Pratt. No, no, I, I don't want Chris, Chris, Pratt, uh, Chris Pratt. I love him as an actor, but no, please don't make him voice Banjo-Kazooie. And I would take him a film, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Brett Bingham drops an additional $2 Super Chat and says, Battle.net Mobile for console. That's that's pretty pretty damn interesting. But listen, let's get to the uh, Washington Post article, right? Now, I'm going to read an excerpt from it. And this, again, this was written. Let me just make sure I get the name correct because I like giving everyone the credit. Uh, this was by Gene Park, who is a writer. and Well, he's a journalist over at the Washington Post. And he writes this. In discussing some of the intellectual properties owned by Activision Blizzard, Spencer's excitement may have mirrored the enthusiasm of a StarCraft player noticing the long Dermot franchise logo in Microsoft's acquisition announcement. And I know, Pong, we're going to get to you in a second because we know how you feel about that IP. But, folks, Pong, I'm going to go to you first. I'm going to read you what Phil said. Now, this is this is a guy that's making high six figures. I don't know what his salary is. I know it's probably ridiculous, and he's worth every penny. But what stands out for me is the fact that at the core of this businessman 
he gets on Xbox Live and he plays with people on Destiny. Like he plays games. See, that's the that's the difference between a Jim Ryan run PlayStation and an Xbox run Microsoft uh, or, or or Xbox because simply he's a gamer. Sarah Bond, you ever hear how she speaks? Well, you, I, she's speaking as a paraprofessional, but you can hear the gamer inside of her jumping out for these conversations. That's something that's Herman Holtz, good dude. I think I've heard that he's an, a very nice man. He's not a gamer, though. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference. Listen to what uh, Phil had to say. He says, I was looking at the IP list. And I mean, let's go, Spencer says. King's Quest, Guitar Hero. And I should know this, but I think they got Hexen. I mean, this is the dude running Xbox. Like, is that crazy, Pong? Not at all. This is why we love Phil, right? This is why Phil is in the perfect role you would not... That's why for people who call for his head all the time, look, you want somebody who <laughs> this is like the perfect scenario. You it have is. somebody who is a gamer at heart running a game company now CEO of Microsoft gaming at his very core. He understands what it is to be us, right? Because he started as us and this man has worked his way all the way up. I just absolutely that quote. Right, that means that he's, let's go. Let's I mean, go. He sees the, that means he holds <laughs> the same excitement as we do when we go to Speculation Town and look at all this IP and look at all these studios. That's exactly what you could only wish for, and we huh. have it over here on Xbox. I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. I, I want to chime in. That's the difference between also a person that has the resources to be able to reach their vision. So to kind of put on the side note, you know, I worked at Microsoft retail and one of the things I didn't support was that I was, I was, you know, I had my limitations because of, I, you know, not knowing where to go for resources. Now that I'm on this, on the Xbox side and I'm looking at the overall picture with support, um, it's a crazy of different avenues that I go to make sure that the platform is great. And to kind of bring it back to things, the same thing. When you look at Sony and we talk about, it's not about being a, that Jim Ryan is not a gamer is that they're playing. They're basically trimming because they have to consolidate their business to kind of take away whatever's, you know, um, costing them on the back end with a lot of things. Then they're also catching up by trying to get the infrastructure that's not there. So they're not playing with the same resources um, that Microsoft has. And yes, it's a plus that we have Phil Spencer as a gamer because then his mentality now is about gamers first and what it is to make sure that, you know, people want to play on the platform. Correct. That that's the philosophy that he's brought in. That's the team that he's building around him. All hold that same philosophy. That's why this, you know, Xbox is in great hands for the future, right? Because there is going to be life after Phil, right? There is going to be that moment. But he's building a team. Sarah Bond is taking over. I, I, I remember yeah. remember this card. I've been saying I've been calling her out to take over Phil for over a year. I think yep. she's so dynamic and she's so exactly what the industry needs that she is literally being set up to be his successor. And I say that with confidence because she's not Phil, she's her own woman. But I think that it's safe to assume that we wouldn't have a Donnie D situation with her leading the way. 
Correct. And that, and that's what it's all about. So yeah, this quote specifically just spoke to me. I mean, Mav and I talked about it last week on PM and the PM steel. And I talked about <laughs> living split. Look, you can't ask for any better scenario than this. And again, when we look at this IP to know that Phil is seeing these names pop out and I'm sure there's more, I mean, the man has so much on his plate. I'm sure he's sitting back and looking at it. But yeah, I mean, this is just fantastic. Are we getting into what IP? Or is that what we're doing here, Boom? Are we? By all means, brother, okay. roll it. Okay. Uh, because there are a lot of IP. Listen, I, I, I'm not going to cheap it out. I have another one. For me, jump off the page, yep. pitfall. Yep. And, I, and I say that you're like, well, that's just stupid, Boom, because it's just a side-scrolling guy going back on a rope. You know what? You know why pitfall, pitfall is the perfect uh, return for uh, to, uh, uh, IP to return because it's a blank it's a blank slate. Yeah. Like, do you make it like Tomb Raider? Do you make it like Uncharted? Do you do something incredibly different? I think that that game deserves to live in this generation. And wouldn't it be just a ridiculous comeback story for a game that I remember playing with my pops, bro? Like, honestly, I sat with my dad trying to get over the snake and get over the alligator and, and not being yeah. able to do it and him trying it. it it's just, <laughs> I, I, I can get emotional, like live on the air because that I, those are some what, fun times. What if me, you but. made it like replaced or like flashback, but with modern graphics, you, you, you could do 2d, but I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a Phil Spencer quote uh, regarding the tomb Raider deal. If you remember when they interviewed the, the big question, why, why did you lock up tomb Raider for a year? And he specifically said, because we don't have our own Uncharted. And working with, you know, at the time, Crystal D, we believe that this is an important deal. The, Tomb Raider would never have been made if it wasn't for them. This particular Tomb Raider, they, they invested some big bucks into that studio to get this done. People forget that. But it would be pretty damn awesome if, let's say, and again, this is a very, very hypothetical opinion, if Crystal Dynamics became first party and they say pitfall, there you go. It almost seems like, you know, s'mores, a, whole, a, a delicious campfire s'mores for you. But, but what is your pick, bro? What, what is your top pick that you're like, yo, these IPs are ridiculous. Well, I, I got I, I got two, right? But, and then I'm, I don't I'm, care if you had 10. This is a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm going to throw in Mavs, too, as well. because uh, he, Poor he's, Mav he's, lost he's, his voice. That's why he's not yeah, here. He's correct. just recovering. Yeah, Shout out to Mav. Hopefully yeah. you keep getting better, brother. Uh, we got a show Thursday. Okay, so you better get your voice back, all right? Uh, listen, <laughs> so number one, boom, you alluded to it. Okay, StarCraft. Now, anybody who has been around this community heard me speak. You know I'm a console-only player. So you're sitting back and going, huh, StarCraft? You never played on PC. You're correct. I never was a big PC gamer. However, I had friends who were. Again, I... Lived at my buddy's house for Diablo uh, to the point where he asked me if I was going to start paying rent or buying groceries. Okay, so I have had experience. But <laughs> start again, I look at the industry as a whole. Even I don't stay within my bubble. So I look at these things. StarCraft is gigantic. And my love for RTSs, yes, as a console player, is huge. Yeah. And we already know that there's an initiative within Xbox to bring more games, more diversity to the console so that everybody can enjoy these games. And we know there's a very good chance that Age of Empires 4 is going to be releasing uh, within this first part of the year, okay? And Age of Empires 4 is fantastic. But to have a StarCraft 
come on over to console to revive it. Starcraft to this day is still being played tournament style in South Korea. So you get that side of the world, which we know Phil is desperate to break into. You announce a Starcraft comeback. You will have some of the original talent from Starcraft that left Blizzard when they decided not to do Starcraft anymore. They will be clamoring to come back in. I can guarantee it to work on their old baby again. To revitalize Starcraft would be gigantic. And then you know, second- that's got to be at the top of the list. And you said something very yep. interesting. And I really want you to kind of drive this point yep. home yep. because what are they trying to do? They're trying to get three billion gamers, Correct. right? How do you how do you how do you address the Asian market? Well, you give them a cloud-based way to play your games, which they've done. And by the way, if you didn't know, it's doing incredible in places like Korea and in Japan. But if you were to announce that a new StarCraft was coming to the platform as an exclusive, and you can get that for this low price per month, Game Pass would explode on the scene. Correct. Huge for the PC market, which we know that Phil has put an emphasis on, along with obviously World of Warcraft, obviously Diablo, but you announce a comeback of StarCraft. You have something special. You yeah. gain instant cre- you gain instant credibility with the PC people because again, that's a place that Phil is putting emphasis on. But you go ahead and revive a beloved franchise like that. Then you tell everybody over at Blizzard that currently is working on World of Warcraft. Whatever you guys were told before, get back to what you guys did best. Bring back World of Warcraft the way it should be. If you had World of Warcraft 2 on the table and you were working on it and it was nixed, which I believe it was, start it up again. Let's get going. You do those couple things and all of a sudden you have a ton of goodwill from all over the world coming in. On PC, which is an important aspect, brother. Huge. Huge. And then you open up another avenue by putting those games on console and giving it a chance to find a new audience as well. Secondary to the StarCraft, right? StarCraft B is StarCraft Ghost. This was an IP that Dude. was announced in 2002. 2002, it was announced for Xbox, for PlayStation, and for GameCube. Okay? It never came to fruition. It became vaporware. But they had a playable version up and running. I remember Go- that, dude. I said, Game- I, I, I said N64. I meant yep. GameCube. Yeah. GameCube. StarCraft yeah. Ghost was a game that was so hyped. It was in all the magazines constantly with updates. People were watching for this. It's a third-person tactical shooter in the StarCraft universe. This game is still beloved to this day. I just I reposted Psychonauts. Shout out to Brother Psychonauts. He he had posted the cover in response to somebody else's comment. I reposted that and said this needs to happen. And people all from all over were coming. Have you seen the video, Punkso? That's out there. Yes. It looks looks really good. It it looks fantastic. That name alone, if you say you're going back and you're going to obviously bring it forward now, after all these years of vaporware, bro, another another huge that's, huge win that, that'll be splinter cell because of the way it looked yeah exactly a lot of tactile stuff i mean look they've got this whole thing all right so starcraft again is number one on the list just because of how huge huge it is worldwide number two for me is true crime okay true crime look people don't remember right people just don't remember there's true crimes of la true crimes of new york city okay both of those games were GTA 
ripoffs, okay? They were GTA clones, okay? But they did things better than GTA back in the day. Yes, they did. And 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 a resurgence of those two games, yep. dude, would yep. be the, the fan base for those two IPs yep. are freaking huge, dude. Um, and just, just imagine driving. Yeah, just just imagine Microsoft actually having their own GTA. That's the point here, boom. That's the point. Again, go back to my insulation comments. They don't if if Sony's trying to lock down to GTA 6, which we've heard, right? For exclusivity, whether that's one, two years, whatever the case may be. What better way to counteract that than have your own exclusive? People can sit there and scream it's a GTA clone. They did it forever for Saints Row, but Saints Row has a huge fan base. Trem- it I'm does one not of them. matter. I love Saints Row. You give it to the right studio. Whether that's first party or whether you bring somebody else on like an avalanche who you already have a great relationship with. Indeed. To do a new true crime and you put money into it. And all of a sudden you've got a GTA clone that does things better than a GTA because you've got the whole roadmap laid out for you. You now have a GTA exclusive to your service. Huge. This this is something that Phil absolutely. Look, if people from Microsoft are listening, please, please. Do not let true crime slip through your fingers. True crime is an IP that if done right, could be gigantic down the road to the future of Xbox. I'm telling you, it's those that are, those, are, those are two massive picks, brother. That's two massive picks. Now, let me get Mavs in real quick, and I'll let everybody else go because I'm sure there's a million of them out there. Again, these are just off the top, right? These are just, there's a million of them sitting in there. The one Mav wanted me to bring up, and, I, and we're in agreement, him and I have talked about this, gun. Okay. Oh, my God, I was just going to say that. Yep. Yes. Gun, gun. Look, look, you got your GTA clone and your look, Red Dead. You could easily have your Red Dead clone in gun. Do you remember that was a launch title for the Xbox yes. 360? I th- I, I yes. have to go back and look. I got almost all the achievements in that game. Gun was dope AF. And a oh, listen, all you have to do is you bring these listen. This could you be a four-hour podcast. Idris Alba, get Idris Alba in from the movie of you know the harder they fall and make Dude, them too. There you great go. film, <laughs> unbelievable film. Get him to voice the character. Holy matrimony! So, give this man a studio. Give Joanna Dark a studio. Let's get going, bro. <laughs> I, I was telling the chat that I would probably blow the entire budget on bringing Conquer and Blinks back in Furries in Time. That's that's my game that I've been writing on the side. <laughs> Look, Doom Reaper, you're right. It, it is a far, far step away from Red Dead 2. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that you have the ability that if you want to, you now have IP within this catalog that you are acquiring. So much IP. That you could seriously pump money into. You have enough studios now and you have enough partnerships with studios outside of your first party that you could actually sink the time and effort into it to creating something very, very close and you'd be first steps away from it having that exclusive titles again outside of Forza, outside of Horizon, yes. you know, outside of Gears, you know, I, 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 wanna, I, I want to, I want you to take this ball and run with it. I got a question for you because you brought up some really great classic IPs. What, yep. what he's forgetting is that that was gun in in a different gaming generation. Correct. Yes. Look at Correct. look at Prey. Prey Correct. was kind Correct. of like a first person. It reminded me of kind of Quake or whatever it used to do, right? And amazing prey from arcane so yep. gun can translate and be reinvented like god of war like every other game that has been reinvented 100%. and be made into an ip that's triple a level with the, the type of environments characters and so forth 
Yeah. Correct. Here, here's a question for you, Pong. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I love about classic IPs is with enough want, a studio can do a remake of said title. Correct. Usually the test of waters. Now, we've seen some incredible remakes. Yep. I go right back to Capcom of Resident Evil 2. It has become my number one game of all time, followed by Resident Evil 98, right? No, Resident Evil 2 98. Um, that was a masterclass level remake. It was a love letter to fans. It's it's the Capcom we all know and love. It's the Capcom that I remember growing up and finding on the NES. Like, wow, these games are incredible. Who the hell is Capcom? You take Gun, for instance. Let's say, for instance, they, they don't want to do a full brand new one because it's going to cost $50 million to make this game. How about just remaking it? Taking what you have... And making it like a, a, a Resident Evil 2 remake level just to kind of test the waters. Yep. That is something that is not only affordable, very feasible because the pa the palette is there. Here it is. Read the Correct. book and just make the to make the game. And I think that that could be said for true true crime. Um, my one of my picks, and I'll let you get back to it, is Tenchu. Now, here this this gets a little funny. Because they have all the legacy Tenchus can be remade. A new Tenchu can be made, but would have to get permission from um, um, the one that's doing uh, Elden Ring. Um, from, from Software. Yeah, From Software actually owns the, uh, the, new, uh, the, the IP for new games. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no. I mean, again... What you're saying, Boom, is absolutely 100% correct, okay? The point being is, is that they have access to now even more IP, right? They have access to established IP that may have disappeared off people's radars for a while, but they have access that they don't – it's not starting from scratch, like you yes. were saying. No matter what you want to do, whether it's a remake, whether it's a full-blown you know, new type of game, the, the point being here is, is that they just are going to have – this influx of IP on top of IP. Now, in the past, and I will say this because it is a criticism that we've had here on the show, Microsoft already has a ton of IP that they've let go by the wayside. They have a ton of IP in their own back catalog that they haven't done enough with. But again, I'm taking what Phil is saying in this article here, that he is excited by looking at these games that Guitar Hero have access to now. And yeah, and he's going back to, you know, his old playing days and saying, I'm excited to bring some of this back. All I'm saying, the potential here is for a huge explosion of different genres, different IP that already have a name attached to them that can be brought back to life underneath the Xbox umbrella. Because again, they're not going to be strapped for talent. They are not going to be strapped for devs. They're not going to be strapped for teams. To in order to say dial somebody up and say hey are you any interested in bringing this back like Phil said he's going to go to these teams he's, that he's, have been shackled yes I, you know please elaborate ask. on that and, and yeah yeah he, people people don't he, know he, he, yes sir I, I think you also made a good point look at what Embracer Group has done right they brought Kingdoms of Mammalar back yeah and they tested the waters right they're, they're, someone can compare them similarly not 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 one to one identical but they're very very Microsoft esque where they do buy these studios. They do have a lot of them that say, hey, go crazy, go do your thing. 
Well, reintroduce these games, like you said, maybe up-res them and all that, and then garner the interest and then go, go for the big one. They've done it with Saints Row the Third, which was an amazing port, and it showed kind of what they wanted to do, most likely do with Saints Row 4. Yeah. Real quick, yeah. Uh, Space Dovican drops a $2 super chat and says, Gun, with just the eyeballs. Yep. There you go. There, there, yep. there you go. <laughs> and, and, and they've already got fan bases built in. Again, even if we haven't seen these games or these IP for a long time, like you said, boom, like Guitar Hero. That's still going to be there. And sometimes that time off actually does benefit the title. That time off kind of gets people hyped when you re-announce it again. It's like, well, no, it's not a new IP. And we all love new IP and we like new ideas. But it's been gone so long, like Perfect Dark, that it basically is a new IP at this point in time. And again, Phil going to all these dev studios, like he said he's going to do. And I have nothing but faith that what he's saying is real that he's going to try to unshackle some of these studios and if they go and change the call of duty release cycle from a year to two or three years then that frees up more talent I, that's why i really do believe that's the plan some people have questioned whether or not they would give up that yearly money again we're talking about microsoft xbox yes the money is important yes this is a business yes that's part of your 70 billion dollar investment but at the end of the day you got to do what's good for the franchise and they've seen what's been happening to Call of Duty with this yearly release cycle. And you also got to do right by the talent, by the human beings that are working for you. And they understand I'm that glad you're saying that. I've been banging that drum for, for a week already. The we human all element have, must, must be brought into the conversation, it's, 100%. It, it, yes. It's too big to ignore that that's a major piece of this at the end of the day. You have to. This is real life for people. Right, they're making games that we enjoy. We all sit here and talk about the games and the content, but behind those games are the human beings, and they all have real lives, families, etc. And they understand that 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 driving Call of Duty into the ground over and over again has not result. Yeah, it's resulted in profits, but is it is it for good for the longev longevity of that franchise? No, it's not. No, that's why no, that's what Activision was talking about. You know that. They couldn't see sustaining that going forward into the future. So I really think they're going to take a step back. And again, shackling talent like Toys for Bob to a franchise oh like God. Call of Duty is not doing them any good. It's not doing them justice. They should be free to create the games that they love creating. We've seen what they can do. So again, if Phil, and I'm going to take him at his word because Phil has been, you know, again, a man of his word, he's going to go to these dev teams and say, what do you guys want to work on? We've got this catalog now. And I wouldn't even doubt that he opens up the Microsoft catalog. Anything interests you? Do you want to work on something new? Do you want, want to cameo. work on one of these old IPs? Right, cameo. Yes, I'll take. Example. I'll take. A, if, if Ray doesn't want to do it, fine. Give give yep. cameo to exactly. someone else. Which, because by the way, if you didn't know, cameo two was in development before they canceled it. There, there was a lot done on that game. That game is probably sitting in the archive somewhere where they, yeah. they have a script, they have a palette, just like a, a lot of these games, but continue. Yeah, just exactly. So again, if he's going to go and do this, we are going to see some freeing up of these hey, IP. And real it's quick, guys. Yeah. This just in, Cold East would put this on Twitter. Blizzard Entertainment, we're building a survival game in an all-you-in universe. That was just yeah. They announced that about 10, 15 yep. minutes ago. Nice, nice. This, yeah. This, this is what we've been talking about, right? There was that interview in two thousand nineteen uh, that they did where they said they had new IP that they were bringing. Now a lot of people didn't believe that because we haven't seen anything. But here, here's a sign: they're our. They have IP in the works. And again, how many ideas have been left on the table? Gentlemen, how many ideas were thrown away by Activision Blizzard because the investors were like, no, we're not going to do anything outside of COD, outside of World of Warcraft, outside of Diablo. 
how many different ideas were laying there, just kind of like Zenimax and the Bethesda deal. How many ideas from these creatives were just sitting there? And now with the potential potential acquisition, if that goes through, that those can be revisited once again and greenlit. Remember That's Titan? Titan. Titan was an yeah. MMO that was supposed to be a successor to World of Warcraft, and that got yeah. scrapped for years. So yeah. we don't even know if it was not because it wasn't good, maybe because again, this whole thing of changing and how Activision was looking right. at things. The investors so, needed, you got to feed the investors. So again, when we talk about this stuff, that's what the fun part about Speculation Town is. And again, to go back to the original point of this whole thing, Phil saying, let's go. Look, you can't, he's not faking it. That's he, real. That, that's, 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 a, that's a real that's response Phil. from him. Yes, that's, 100%, that, that is. 100%. Absolutely. And that's what gives me excitement down the road for this type of acquisition is the potential the possibility that we start seeing this stuff. Um, and so those are my top picks. And I got Mavs in there. Oh, and he threw in Blur as well. I don't know if anybody's going to bring up Blur. Blur was a dope racing game, dude. Blur, Blur amazing was racing excellent. Game. Amazing yes. racing game. It was game. really, so, really good. Yep, absolutely. A lot of people didn't play that game. They slept on it. Blur was dope. Excellent. That um, and Split Second. Those were the two Split under, was under so the radar races. Oh, that was God, the one that, so that, that the big events would happen. You had to drive yeah. to like a, a crashing building or something. Yeah, that yeah was... everything was like a movie set. Like everything <laughs> so, that happened oh, was like a yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, was crazy. Um, real quick, Jonas Lafever drops a very generous $2 of chat and says, me and my kids, Guitar Hero, yo, hell yeah. I, 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 have a, I, had, I had gotten one from a PAX East. It's a, what, what, what brand is it? It's, I have an actual Stratocaster that's a Guitar Hero working guitar. It's freaking dope. It's orange and white. It's, it's hanging on the wall here. It's begging me to pull off the wall and use. Uh, I, I, I would love that. That would be kind of dope. And he mentioned it. I'm not saying it's going to happen today, tomorrow, or next year, but he mentioned Guitar Hero. That's saying something. I'm just saying that if Phil says it, I'm a listening. Uh, Jake... Uh, uh, Munchline in the uh, in, uh, in the chat drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Wow, to Xbox, please! They've added action uh, action camera, gamepad support, and UI options. Gamepads could revive the game, also with Azure. Uh, yeah, uh, welcome to yeah, welcome to Azure. Yeah, indeed, because Azure is the most powerful thing going for uh, of online games for sure, but." Boxenberger, let's get your opinion. What 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 of the the ridiculous? I, I think they own now, or they they will own when the deal goes through. We got to keep saying that. Uh, well over two hundred and ninety IP, uh, and I mean to to consider that this conversation with the Washington Post wasn't just an at the end of the com, of the of the interview. He said this in the beginning, talking about the IPs. The classic IPs mean something for Phil because he said specifically, I remember these as a kid. And he's not as old as me. He's probably in his late 40s. I'm the I'm usually the old guy in the in the room most most of the time. And that's fine. You know, it is what it is. But what what IPs for you jump off the page? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because this question comes up a lot. Um so I want to want to bring first of all my th general thoughts on this. Um, how many IPs do you think uh, Microsoft is going to revive? Uh, is it going to be three, five, seven, something? I in think that maybe area. a dozen potentially. Um, 
See, and here's my thing. I'm not so sure um, if it's going to be that many. Um, there will be a couple, five, six, seven, something in that area. And they will hopefully uh, also greenlight a couple of new IPs. Um, that's what, what I'm really hoping. Because sometimes it can be hard for devs. If, you, if you're given an older IP, you got to stick to certain things in order to do the franchise justify and still have lots of innovation. So... I, I would really prefer a mixture of uh, of uh, reviving old IPs and um, getting new IPs, and that's why I think it's it's probably going to be something like five, six, seven in in that area. And if you think about it this way, um, the question really is, what do they uh, <laughs> revive and and give a new chance? It's crazy to think about how many big giant ips activision blizzard let's sleep for decades already yeah uh, pong already mentioned starcraft obviously um it's it, it it drives me crazy when you think about it that they didn't do anything with that ip for how long now 20 i want to say 20 years something like that um it's it's crazy um and yeah i've played a ton of starcraft so i would love that uh, for that game to get a new chance but pong already spoke about it so i want to bring up another game and that is uh, of course warcraft this classic strategy <laughs> uh warcraft um the the last one warcraft 3 was just absolutely awesome i loved that game and it would be an awesome opportunity to give the warcraft world kind of a reboot um that could also be brought over to a potential wow 2 um yeah or successor whatever that uh, will be um mr joiner dark mentioned um uh titan um that was canceled in like 2010 i want to say around uh so um that is it's it's crazy if you think about how long world of warcraft is actually running but that is another thing I would like to bring up. I it would be awesome of them to to really bring that to modern age, to the modern age, and to make it actually possible for players to enter that world right now. Um, because um, as as beloved as this game still is, um, I think it is kind of hard for newbies to enter that world, and that would be also very awesome. So these are, I think, some of the obvious choices. I want to mention an IP that is um, known by everyone and nobody ever brings that up, but we haven't seen a proper uh, entry in that game for, for many years. I want to say six, seven years at least. Um, and that is Tony Hawk. Um, we, we got yes. the remaster and the remake was actually, it wasn't a remaster, it was actually a remake. Um, and that was absolutely awesome. I still play that game. Uh, I love it. Um and I hold so much nostalgia to the old uh, Tony Hawks. And Tony Hawk 5, uh, yes, we had that seven years ago or so, but that tanked really big time. It, was bad. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it wasn't it wasn't great. It, wasn't it was great. really not good and no. and that and, and it disappeared from the face of the earth really quick. So um I've, in my mind, that game didn't exist. And so it's it's about time that we get a proper Tony Hawk um a revival. I I just have so much nostalgia for that game. Yeah. Um, definitely. Then, I mean, uh, <laughs> bring back IPs. I, I, we also need to talk about a bit about Diablo because, well, 
the last game released on the 360. Huh? Yes. Diablo 3 was a 360 game. So it's been a while, uh, but we're getting that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's funny because that, that there's a lot of question as re in regards to whether or not that's going to be an, uh, a, a, an actual console exclusive simply because it's been delayed until... Uh, it, it, it's probably going to be delayed until well, well after this deal goes down. And even though... I, I don't know if that was already been promised in a contract to PlayStation... But yeah. uh, it would be it, it, that that's a that's a really big one, dude. And that's that comes with the one. Game Pass day and day. Diablo dude, 4 that's... is going to be massive. Um, it has um, way more than 10 million uh, players only on PC, plus all the console players. Um, it's Diablo is, is massive. It is is a giant IP. Um, it's one of my all time favorites. Uh, and you have Immortal as well, Boxenberger. Yeah. True. Uh, absolutely true uh, and it's one of my most anticipated games but we are talking about reviving we know that Diablo is coming what I want to say is we had um, a couple of games actually uh, in the works that were cancelled that um, extended the Diablo universe into different IPs um, those were around about the time where um, Diablo 2 had it's all-time high. Uh, that was like 20 years ago. Uh, so about 15 years ago, uh, they wanted to to take Diablo to other uh, genre. And I would love to see that. I would love to extend them that universe. This is such a fantastic world that they created there. and such a great universe. And I would love to have that um, uh, in, in a different uh, genre. And uh, um, Boxenberger, what genre would yeah. you like to see Diablo in? Yeah, a very good question. Um I would love to to get um, some sort of, um, you know, think gears meets um, th Tomb Raider that kind of uh, type of game. So open worldish, uh, story driven, uh, third person character driven game, um, like something like that, or um, to actually really go out and do a strategy game, real type strategy game would be would be absolutely fantastic in that universe. Um, there's definitely so much there. So we now I've covered some of the big IPs that they could cover, um, and I want to add one more uh, because you've mentioned it is Guitar Hero. Um, <laughs> obviously, that game was big, um, and it's also crazy that they let that beloved IP that was so successful simply go away and disappear. Um, so if you think about all these IPs, yeah, StarCraft, Warcraft, um. We talked about, um, oh, sorry, now I'm planking on my own <laughs> things um, uh, on games like Guitar Hero and so on. They have so many big IPs that they can revive. And that really us, uh, brings the, up the question, what are some of the smaller, uh, lesser known IPs that they could uh, revive? Um, and definitely I want to mention Gun here. Um, Pong made some some pretty good arguments as to why this could be um, a, a true success uh, for, for, for Activision Blizzard. But yeah, um, honestly I think they will focus mainly on the bigger names um, when, when it comes to reviving old IPs and um, that's simply because some of the studios will want to make um, a new IP as well, and that's why I think it is uh, the amount of, of revivals is limited uh, to five, six, seven IPs, and I think they will definitely uh, uh, revive the bigger names first. 
Yes, uh, I absolutely agree. I mean, listen, so great points so far. Let, let's bring in Mr. Joanna Dark on this on this topic. Uh, this is, uh, look, the purchase itself is big, right? Uh, Call of Duty led the conversation, sadly, led the conversation. Uh, but when you consider uh, the, 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 the scope and scale of IP that become available... And just the mere talent. I mean, it, 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 it's it's staggering how many unbelievable developers that they have. It it it's it almost seems like it's too kind of good to be true. I mean, just just by the thumbnail alone, all you have to do. I mean, look, I'll just quickly name eight of them that jump off the page for me. I know there's more, and if your favorite one I don't mention, drop it into the chat. High Moon Studios, Beanox, Raven, Toys for Bob, Demonware, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer Games. I mean, if they just got that, that is an incredible palette, but they have more than that, potentially even double that. For you, looking at the list, seeing that Phil Spencer is out there publicly talking about, yes, we are bringing back some of these classic IPs, and we're going to unshackle some of these developers from the uh, rigmarole known as Call of Duty per every year. What jumps off the page for you, dude? So <clears throat> I think Pong brought a good idea, right? Microsoft is reinvesting. So as we see Sony maybe, you know, locking away certain IPs or getting exclusivity, they fit the portfolio and kind of to counter that, right? And there's two IPs that I've been waiting to announce. One of them is a PCIP called Gabriel Knight. And Gabriel Knight was a, originally a point-and-click adventure game. But what I would love to do is that can be Microsoft's Alone in the Dark um, yes. slash, slash kind of uh, Resident Evil type game where I would love either Obsidian or I would love Double Fine to make this game and you're literally, this has to deal with vampires set in a real world. So Alan Wake, right? This is their Alan Wake as well. Uh, slash, home, uh, you know, Alone in the Dark. And Gabriel Knight goes back to the PC days, and I used to love these games. Um, the next one that I want to talk about, and I think this goes to either In Exile or The Coalition, would be Blackthorn. Blackthorn, Blackthorn was dope, dude. That was amazing. a great side-scroller. Wow. <clears throat> you give me a modernized... 3D of Blackthorn. And in that world, and there you have your order of 1886 or 686, I think it is. Yeah, 1886. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which is one of my favorite games there, even though it's underrated and it was. Dude, you know, t- um, listen, I, I, in regards to 1886, folks, go to your couch, shake it out, right? Get the $2 and change that's in there, go buy the game. 1886. The, the lore the is, is fantastic. Dope. Yeah, man. It's fantastic. So I would love to see them take some of these point-and-click adventure games and remodernize them, kind of like Pitfall. Um, and I think Gabriel Knight fits two things. Like I said before, it fits a survival horror genre. And in a sense, you know, we were talking about Pentiment, who's being made by what? I think it's Tom Sawyer or John Sawyer. John Sawyer, excuse me. Um, where it's supposed to be like an investigation game. Gabriel Knight would be another great game that can be made. Uh, Blackthorn can be made. Um, and to even throw another one out there, um, I would have to go with um prototype what if they go to disney and say hey let's make hulk ultimate smash the successor 
and they show them what this team can do. I would love for them to be able Hulk, to use Hulk, some Hulk of this. Hulk Ultimate Destruction on the OG yep. Xbox was just re- unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. And if not, you take the prototype team and you bring Crackdown back and you find a way to give it yeah. a story where you mesh the Crackdown universe with whatever prototype has. And maybe, again, this is just thinking outside the box, another game that kind of gives you a GTA style but with a different type of vibe of just imagine the cloud technology using what we saw with Crackdown unfortunately where they're using Azure to get these destructible environments and using the utilizing the cloud finally to show us what they can be doing with these real-time environments it was just again it's a fever pitch dream it's well it's it's a great pitch I mean you know when again one one of the things that goes uh, under talked about is the engines that you know, Boxenberger talked about that are coming over in this deal. Um, and uh, the, the amount of teams, I mean, like I said, it, just because uh, they're coming over with the IPs, m- maybe they want to revive Crackdown. M- maybe they want to reboot Crackdown and now they have the, per- maybe people want to work on that. You, you, you don't know. That's the, see, that's the difference between this deal uh, if it would have been EA, God forbid, because EA was was in the running, folks. But I, I don't think a lot of people knew that they they were close. Uh, but, and but, uh, but one thing I want to say, Boom, and it it's it. I think with the IPs, it's going to be about strategically knowing where there's a gap, right? Indeed. So you know, yeah. we talk about exclusivity about Final Fantasy. Cool. Maybe we can have a studio that can make JRPGs in that fashion, or maybe we can partner with someone. Yes, GTA gets locked out. Hey, why don't we make something like that? Even better, Bioshock, who's rumored to be exclusive. Let's go get the Singularity team to make our own Bioshock game. Yeah, And you're it's... taking basically IPs that make sense at the right time to counter things. Well, I, you know, I think we're going to get that from Compulsion. Compulsion's game that they're working on that Phil specifically said excites him more than just any of the games when he was asked what what don't the public know what what most excites you he he mentioned uh uh that game from compulsion and compulsion their game is supposed to be an uncharted meets bioshock third person fantasy type of game yes 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 and yes check check marks all over the place people are uh, sleeping on compulsion and i keep they saying are. They're, they're a they, sleeper I, um thing uh, we happy few right now. If you go play it right now, we happy it's, few it's is a, a good great game. game. It's a great game. It yeah. was just an, a game of a small studio saying, "Hey, here's the scope of the game," and not being able to real, fu- you know, fully realize it because, of course, funding and overall being their very first game. But it's a really good game. Yeah, it, it, I, I can't wait to see what that team delivers. Spartan Ghost Seventeen drops a two pound super chat and says, "New survival game." Just announced by Blizzard Entertainment. Yes, indeed, we're gonna. Uh, we do have a few minutes, so I may I may uh, pull that story and what kind of. I don't like reading from from the article itself. I like doing my own notes, but li- literally that's breaking news. Uh, Z Black Writer uh, drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "I get the excitement, but all of the speculation is for next gen." <sighs> yeah, I mean, look. It, Next, w- w- when is next gen? Do do we have a definitive date? The gen just started, so I I I can't see this gen ending anytime, but potentially before twenty twenty eight, even twenty thirty. Right? This eight, is this eight is, to ten years. Eight yeah, this years, is an eight to ten year generation, and the, what we're talking about, if if the deal goes through on 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 you know unhindered in any way, 
And they decide, and Phil sits down with everyone and says, okay, we're going from team to team. Like he said he would do, we'd probably go with, you know, Mad Booty and the rest of the people. He said, what, what is it you want to work on of these IPs? Do you, are you, do you have an IP that you want to work on? Are you, are you building an IP? Oh, this is great. Yeah, go ahead, go work on it. And we know Phil's going to be a man of his word because he, when you allow someone to do what they love, you're going to get the best quality. And Microsoft, the thing, like I said in the opening of this show, Microsoft is going to be allotted something you cannot put a dollar amount on, and that is time. And they can do that because of the abundance of studios and how many people they're working for, how many current IPs are in development, some that we know, a lot that we don't. And it, when you factor in this deal, they're just going to have a limitless, an actual limitless amount of games and IP that are going to be filling Game Pass. And it's not going to be filler. It's going to be games that go from, uh, you know, indie all the way up until quadruple A games. But listen, I I want to I, I want to kind of move the show along because I do want to talk about the breaking news. And there's a lot of sto- studios. I mean, studios. There's a, there's a lot of um. Uh, publications that broke it. I'm pulling it from uh, v- VGC because they're one of my favorite sites. And that's v- uh, short for Video Games Chronicle. The author is Tom Ivan, and he is reporting that Blizzard has revealed it's making a brand new survival game for PC and console. Uh, the studio is currently staffing up for the title set in a whole new universe. This is a brand new IP. And this is the uh, direct uh, press quote from a Blizzard representative. Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We are going on a journey to a whole new universe, home to a brand new survival game for PC and console, a place full of heroes we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived, a vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. And that, listen, this is more speculation town. I'm going to drop the article into the, um, the show notes once this, because uh, the, the video is via of uh, VOD. Pong, I'll go to you first on this. Uh, again, it's a very vague thing. It's a very, very vague, vague uh, opening. It could be anything to me. It seems at least, we can suggest that it's open world. Um, we don't know what the art style is going to be. One of the pictures uh, the, that they showed looked cell shaded, but that could just be the actual pre-production artwork, or the, or, or, or you know, or you know, the, that's on the whiteboard. I, I don't know because we're just literally breaking this story. Boom! Notice yes, they said they said console, not consoles. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, that kind of does say that it's going to be an exclusive, but that that's again, that's not, not that's not surprising. Pong, this is very interesting, uh, mm-hmm. and what I, I I think what's interesting here isn't the fact that it's a new game. I think what's interesting is that this is being announced right a week after the deal has gone thing uh, gone through. Uh, I w- was announced. Do you think that the, the change, even though Microsoft can't do anything legally there, do you think that it's understood that they are going to uh, wind up taking over? This is a this is a pretty big announcement. Blizzard has been in the doghouse with gamers for years, mm-hmm. and that's because Activision drove this studio into the into the ground. 
And now this is this is a great way to start the revival process. What 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 are your thoughts on the announcement today? The breaking news. Yeah. Um, look, they're capitalizing on good news. Let, let me throw this out there. Mike Minotti, shout out to Mike Minotti, who is Jeff Grubb's partner in crime over on Games Beat Decides. Um, he threw out a tweet saying it's important for game companies like Respawn and Blizzard to announce projects before they normally would have. Developers are in high demand and you need to get them excited to come work for you especially if you're blizzard after that 2021 um so yeah they're capitalizing on the good news and he is absolutely correct the rarest of resources right now in the gaming industry is talent and blizzard activision have been bleeding talent due to the heinous activities over there due to the work environment due to all that stuff right and so what they have to do and phil talked about this uh, you know, in his interviews after the announcement of the acquisition is that he is going to be his responsibility to get these teams, the resources, including talent. And so they are absolutely capitalizing on the good news, the hopefulness. Again, nothing's done. We have to keep stressing that. that yeah, we expect it to go through, but this is going to be the most reviewed purchase in the history of gaming industry, especially with a lot of the stuff that's going on at the DOJ right now. So this is go not going to be, you know, just a, a open and shut case. There is going to be a lot of scrutiny here. So they are going to put this out there early um, and try to say, Hey, we got hope. We got hope. Big changes are happening. Even, you know, even outside of Microsoft and Xbox acquiring us, we are making big changes here and we need talent back in here. And what better way to do that to announce a brand new IP from a company in Blizzard, like you said, boom, that has been down, that has been down hard. However, they still carry a lot of name recognition and it still looks good on the resume working for Activision Blizzard at the end of the day, especially if you're there to launch a new IP. So they are getting out ahead of the game here pun intended, and they are trying to bring people in. So this is this is a fantastic announcement. Again, you can go back to the, the interview that Activision Blizzard did back in 2019. They, they, they said specifically they were excited. They had new IP in the works. Obviously, this might have been one of those ideas that was there. I'm sure it's very early on, like you said, boom. That's why they're putting this out there like they are. Uh, but yeah, no, this is, this is great. This is exciting. Again, we all love new IP. We just got done talking about old IP they can revive. But we all, at the end of the day, love the prospect of new IP coming from some uh, very talented studios. And Blizzard, no doubt, despite their, you know, despite what they've been through, um, no doubt is still a talented and a talent-rich studio that can put together some fantastic games. So hopefully, this is a a step towards that. I, I can't wait to see more about this. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, real quick, uh, thanks to um, uh, Mr. Joanna Dark. He brought to my attention that Sour Blow Gaming dropped a super chat that didn't populate. I just checked on YouTube. I don't see it there. Hopefully, it, 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 it'll come up. Oh, I changed the view. Hold on just a sec. Okay, there we go. Now we're back. Uh, I, I'll keep checking, brother. Sour Blow, thank you so much for the generosity, brother. And we will uh, be checking on that momentarily. But uh, Boxing Burger. This is a big announcement. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's, it's literally one week from the announcement that Microsoft intends to purchase Activision Blizzard. Blizzard being in the doghouse for a multitude of reasons, bleeding talent, like Pong said, because of the heinous uh, treatment of its employees. Uh, what are your also, thoughts? 
Yeah, um, what was it? Yeah, this was makes a good, Chubby. you know, we, we were talking about the fact that, you know, what did they have in the oven that maybe just was sitting there? Oh, the, 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 yeah, the, the, in, yeah, it's interesting that you say yeah. that because we've heard from several places. Uh, Phil that, himself said it. Yes. Yeah, talk yeah. about that for a second there, the Boxenberg. And just to add to this too, real quick, Yabara just Yabara also tweeted out that he has played many hours of this project. So they oh. are. Oh, they are, okay. Also, it, it, it looks like um, what was Rare's game that they were making? Everwild. 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 That reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah. The way how they set up the, the art style uh, in, the, in the graphics, definitely. Um, Phil said um, that he has uh, seen and taking a closer look to the uh, uh, roadmap of uh, Xbox, uh, uh, pardon me, of Activision Blizzard games prior to the acquisition, obviously, that there's a lot of stuff in there that has him excited. So obviously they are working on other IPs, games, um, and they have something in the oven. And it is no coincidence that they dropped that a week after the Xbox uh, acquisition announcement and uh, not a, a week prior to that or something like that, yeah. Um, obviously, um, this uh, is about generating excitement that uh, there is more than just Call of Duty coming. And um, I love uh, Blizzard always puts out high quality games, whether you like them or not. For instance, Overwatch isn't my type of game, but you can't argue that this is a quality game. Diablo, top level quality, whether it's mm. for you or not, doesn't matter. You can't argue that Blizzard puts out high quality games so naturally i'm super interested i love survival games um can't wait to learn more uh what what this brings um but this is what this is uh what, what we just said a couple of minutes ago yeah they are not just do, going to revive uh, older ips they will give teams uh, the chance to work on new ips and i'm super excited for that yeah and that's a great point and uh close it out for us mr joanna dark what are your thoughts on this big announcement Coming out of Blizzard, and even more so, Mike Ybarra, former or returning, I should say, Xbox executive, talks about he's played this game for several hours. That is pretty damn interesting. No, it, it's exciting, and I'm glad that hopefully these games that may be sitting, like I said, in a vault are coming to fruition. Yeah, Hopefully we see some of these projects. And I, when you look at it now, right? the purchase of Activision, those iconic IPs we just kind of discussed on the show. But what other upcoming IPs, similar to the whole Bethesda thing, right? We knew that Deathloop was coming. We knew Tokyo, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Starfield was the gem, you know, that you wanted to get. I look at this and say, hey, another game coming into Game Pass that will either get great engagement when it comes to, again, a survival game, which we see a lot of them in Steam. You know, uh, we've played some of those, some of us that play on PC. Some of those survival games are huge. Uh, what was what was that one? I think it was Val 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 Helium. I, I'm sorry, I might be saying. Yeah, it that's wrong. A, that's that's a, Valheim. That's Valheim. Valheim. Yeah, that's yep. something new. Yeah, that's. Um, I used to play The Forest. The Forest is one of my favorite games, um, survival game out there. So, I'm just excited for this, and I cannot wait to see what other games they announced from different teams now, um, as they continue to hopefully, you know, as this deal goes, you know, continues to go, and Microsoft continues to do breaking up these teams and making them, you know with these projects that they had. So it's just exciting times. And uh, I just love these little, you know, little hints of what's to come to kind of get us excited. And on top of that, Blizzard does some amazing CG. So I can imagine the games of using the technology of the use in some of the other games like Gears, you know, maybe Halo can get some of that. Because I know hype, you know, I used to get hype watching some of those Diablo trailers. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to play this. 
Um, and what was it's it? It's gonna was be it? awesome. <laughs> what, was that, what was Hundreds that studio? Of hours. What was that studio that makes really good cinematics? I forgot their name. It's like blue, blur, 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 blur studio. So they're on that. They're on that level of when it comes to their yeah. cinematics, and it just you know. Oh yeah. Blizzard knows how to get people. Has hyped. anyone <laughs> played the Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected Edition, the the remake? Yes. From... Yes. 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 I have it on Switch, I'm, and I'm waiting for it to come eventually to console, so I can do like the cross save and everything. <laughs> I, I played it on Xbox, and the quality of the uh, cinematics is insane. They completely the read that from those from scratch, and just like you said, blur level Reap quality. Reaper of Souls. That cinematic is just like, oh yeah. my god! It's oh just yeah. Like, oh yeah. Next yep. level. Yeah, Chef's Kiss for sure. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's the two-hour show. Uh, we closed in on the two hours. We got the three topics. We even got a piece of breaking news. Let me just catch up on a few Super Chats that popped in late. Space Davigan drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, I'm pretty sure Activision is already making changes in Xbox favor as good uh, as uh, favor as a good deal towards the purchase making everything faster and smoother indeed I, I i don't doubt that there will there's going to be some behind the scene change wolf in darkness good friend of the show he drops an outstanding um i believe it's a two dollar super chat I, I think anyway um it's a 729 aed uh he says great panel we need new ips from activision and we talked about that brother we certainly do but let's get to the outros, get everyone out of here. I want to thank the folks. We almost hit 600 people here today. That is awesome. A lot of new names, a lot of new faces. Listen, folks, I, I got to say it. I know it's, I don't want to be a shill, but we hit 10K and that's amazing. And my wife and I are still numb that we were able to get that kind of response from the community. But 25k is the next goal that's that's what we're looking to do and that starts with you if you're new uh i want to just ask that uh, ask politely that you consider subscribing to the channel uh and uh, and definitely um you know if you if, check it out because i there's something here for everyone there's no doubt about it that we do this show um uh, well, not this show. We do. I do three live shows a week. I do uh, one X vlog, which is a VOD, which is you know me talking about Xbox. One topic, boom, we get it done. Uh, real quick, Hitman drops a five dollars super chat and says, "I like Overwatch, but the other IPs from Activision Blizzy are kind of boring. I kind of wish they bought EA. Uh, uh, they they have uh, uh, big IPs." I love, uh, I love, I, I think I'd love to need the savings. Listen, I, I, I wouldn't want, listen, if they would have gotten EA, they would have gotten a lot, but it's specifically Titanfall would have been the one for me, bring that back in a big way. We also have a $20 super chat from Mer, oh, Mr. Echoed, or, or Mr. Echo. Yeah, I think it was Mr. Echo. Thank you so much. You didn't even leave a message, brother. Thanks so much for the, wow, it's a very generous super chat, but let's get to the outros. So first, you punk. So what you got going on this week? Hopefully, Mav gets his voice back. Yeah, and you guys can do your PM in the PM, which is still one of my favorite titles. I mean, that's just so dope. Okay, <laughs> what can I say? Um, but um, you also you have a lot going on. Uh, obviously, this upcoming Saturday, I'm 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 assuming because you're a, a a Blizzard fan that we're gonna hear some conversation between you and Steel Rain regarding the Stark this this new open world announcement yeah. from blizzard along with a bunch of other topics tell everyone 
or they can check out Living Split Screen on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, where could people check you out on other shows? Absolutely, boom! Thank you so much, brother. What a great day! Uh, again, just this is just awesome. A golden age of gaming is here, everybody. Just recognize it, enjoy it, enjoy the ride. Don't try to bring other people's energies down and hype down, and don't let anybody do it to you. If you're hyped and excited like we are, continue to be so. Don't don't don't, don't let anybody affect you because this is a fantastic time to be a gamer, brothers. It was awesome, uh, Mr. Joanna Dark Box, uh, of course. Just love being here and talking to you guys and hearing your perspectives on all this stuff going on. So thank you all. Pong Soul, Xbox, and on Twitter. Uh, follow me. I'll follow you back. And then PM in the PM Thursday night over on Fun Speculations channel, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. It's going to be another great show. Mav and I deep diving into one, two, maybe three topics. Uh, and there might be something special going on, but uh, we got to, you know, I'll let Fun fun do the uh, honors uh once we get it all settled so but mav start garg- gargling water because we got to talk on thursday night okay so please salt water so <laughs> actually just he actually just he actually just posted in the chat there will be uh, a show so yes yes yeah. okay fantastic so yeah, thursday he, night he PM, PM, the show must go on. Yes. pm and the pm right. is happening <laughs> that's uh, right join quick. us there and then friday night fun <laughs> yes. speculation channel again xbox ultimate 9 p.m the magnificent eight, eight great eight we, we go with the great eight. eight. That's yes, what yes, it is. Okay, yes. the great so eight. So the great like. eight, and uh, Mav usually has guests. So, you know, join us. It You never know where we're going to go. Uh, we go left a lot. So you never know what's going to happen there. <laughs> Saturday mornings, like Boom said, join myself, my brother from another Steel Rain, as we do living split screen. Split screen is all one word. Find us over there. We're building a community. Mission 1K for this year we want to hit 1k by the you end of the year steel thinks we can do 2k so you know again stretch goals are always good but please <laughs> join us saturday mornings uh, we're gonna wake you up we bring the energy tim and i last week was about four and a half hours it's always gonna be three plus hours of him and i talking we get the chat involved we we just go wherever it takes us right so the him and i love talking so join us 9 a or excuse me 10 a.m or 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time we wake you up set those alarms live raw and uncut like he likes to say join <laughs> us there and then saturday nights the shot podcast ptk blam's channel 8 p.m eastern seven o'clock ch- uh, central time just a great way to end your saturday night awesome awesome show we discuss all things across the entire industry there as well so please join us on saturday night otherwise again golden age of gaming is here play what you love love what you play i'm going to talk to you all real soon thank you brother and real quick raymond g drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says congratulations on the 10k and god willing here's to the next 10k plus keep killing it also great chat well thank you raymond definitely appreciate the the compliment this uh the obviously the generosity uh yes the next stretch goal for 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 double barrel gaming is 25k that's the big one wow we just had another one scott uh brick bill wow he drops a very uh very generous 20 dollars super chat and doesn't even leave a message scott thank you for the generosity brother i'm glad that you enjoyed the podcast and of course wandering dutch slicking in the in the shadows over there best beard in the business wandering dutch what's going on but uh boxenberg let's get to your outro 
you got something coming up. I don't know, maybe a podcast on this Thursday where I might be joining the fray. Talk about that and tell where people could, you know, sub subscribe to your channel. I think this is going to be a big year for the small content creator. I think you're going to deliver in a big way this year. Talk about it, bro. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Boom. First, uh, thanks again, brothers, for having me here. It's it's always a highlight of my week to talk with you gaming. Um, super excited each and every week to be here. Uh, love it. Love the passion of the panel. Love the passion of the chat. The community is awesome. That's why I love coming here. And um, yeah, you already mentioned my uh, podcast on my channel. Um, you can find it under Boxenberger. Very easy. Um, the World of Gaming is uh, the name of the show. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a different format than your shows, Boom. I always have smaller panels, like two, max three people on there, um, just to get uh, uh, the chance to cover a little bit more of the smaller news items uh, that are also scattered across the week. Uh, we go uh, deep this week. We have a lot to talk about. Um, can't wait we also have uh something new i posted out that on twitter today uh on the show we have community questions so uh nice. if you want to, uh, us to discuss anything go in the thread on twitter uh and post your questions uh, that you want to to uh, us to cover we try to get to as many of them as possible of course yeah it will air Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UK time. So I hope to see everyone there. Otherwise, I always have videos coming up just as usual. I also have a milestone ahead of me. 240 subs are, are missing till I reach the 5,000 mark, which is my next big step. And nice, I hope to dude. reach that real yes. soon. So, yeah. Great times, um, fantastic times to be a gamer. So much excitement. February is almost upon us, which is going to be an, an insane it's month. It's going to be I crazy yeah, for games. Yeah. yeah. So, so you said you were, yeah. you're, you're 246 away from 5K? 236, actually. 236. Exactly. Listen, we have 236. 364 people here. There's got to be some people here that are not subscribed. Get over and sub this man's channel. Hashtag Boomstick Approved. That goes for Joanna Dark. Pong Soul and everyone that joins me because you know, listen, you. we're all small content creators and we're all a family. And if you like what I'm putting down, I guarantee you like what they're putting down. Sub their channel, folks. And last but not least, Mr. Joanna Dark uh was nice enough to uh donate uh a three-month Xbox Game Pass code, ultimate code. And I have a winner for you, ladies and gentlemen, Dusty. In the chat, welcome and congratulations, Dusty. DM me on Twitter and I will get you that code ASAP. You are the winner. The picker shot your name out first for a three-month code of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Thank you so much for uh, for that code. But Mr. Joanna Dark, talk about where people could reach out to you on social media and what else you got going on. It's always it's a pleasure. You know, I, my fun days are Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. You know, XFP, then XBI, and then yes. the gaming show. So, you know, of course, I'm always in all listening in the background, you know, in Pong Show, Boxing Burger, and, you know, Dutch and everything. Uh, I just love li listening to everyone's perspectives. I think that's what I love, enjoy. Um, and it just kind of motivates me on my end, you know, of why I love my job. But um, if you want to just interact with me and have fun, you can definitely find me on Twitter at big underscore n underscore boss and then um tomorrow on xbox international with of course uh 
the, the crazy, crazy one. one. <laughs> Hello, Ponsoul. <laughs> crazy Lou Gaming. Uh, Sour Blow, who can't drive. And of course, um, Silent Cypher, a.k.a. Brian the Banish, which is what I made my trailer out of. Because uh, if you haven't listened to Silent Cypher, he sounds like Duke Nukem. So, oh, wow. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, and then on Thursdays, uh, we record the Nickel Gaming Show along with Albert and Jasmine. Uh, yes. Two of my other close friends, which is awesome. We just which have- we got to get them. We got to get them on the program, brother. Uh, I don't know if we can get them both at the same time because we want to keep it small. But we definitely got to uh, reach out to them and see if we can get them to, to come over. Yeah. And besides that, you know, um, it was a great time. I had a, I always have a pleasure. You know, I learned so much from Pong Soul, learned so much from Boxenberg, and it's always a pleasure, gentlemen. You know, it keeps me always hungry. So thank yeah, you so well, much. Well, listen, it, it, it's it's great to have you a part of the show each and every week. You bring a, a wealth of knowledge and passion, same way as Pong Soul, same way as Boxenberger. And, of course, Mav, we, we will get back next week. I want to thank the, six, the, the near 600 people that tuned in for the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. This is Double Barrel Gaming. It is your number one source for all of your gaming news, reviews, and opinions. And we will see you in the next video. And I'll close out with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day, folks, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Tractor Podcast.